0: Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here.
1: And I'm Destinica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast.
0: that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world.
1: Since we've come out of our version of Hell on Earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world.
0: We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could.
1: We've gone through all of these things, plus so much more, so we get it.
0: We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen.
1: And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell.
0: We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible.
1: But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge.
0: The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact.
1: So get ready to learn this stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and Marriage 2.0 starts now.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 51st episode. Uh, Just hit 50, 50 episodes uh, recently, and uh, and now we're on the 51st. But that being said, though, uh, welcome to this episode. And we're going to be talking about today the 13 weak traits people hate that honestly just do nothing but push your spouse mm-hmm. away. And Absolutely. Not just your spouse, but other people too, but it will push your spouse away, which is primarily what we're talking about here today. And we're talking about this because, number one, it's a very, 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 very big issue and a mistake that we see a lot a lot of people making and it ends up pushing their spouse away especially if they're standing for their marriage
2: absolutely and i talk to people all the time men women and you know while there's some more commonalities that lean on the men's side some commonalities that lean on the women's side it's still both and that this is these traits are are so common and i see them so often And, you know, they're standing for the marriage or they're wanting to fight for the marriage, but they have these traits and it's just repulsing and pushing their spouse away. And they're like, I don't know why. And so we're going to call these things out to create that awareness for you so that you can start having those shifts and mindset shifts for yourself. Because these are some really big key areas for you to realize. Yep.
0: And it's not we, we say these things for several different reasons. Um, number one, it's not to just to preface this. It's not to beat you up.
2: No, not at all.
0: But if it does, that's okay with me. Um, because you need to be roughed up a little bit in order to understand what's really going on here. Um, and if we ruffle your feathers, piss you off, I don't care really. So when it boils down to it, like it's one of those things, we love you enough. We are actually the people that love you enough because we want to see you thrive. We want to see you have a happy marriage. We want to see you live out your purpose. And when you have these traits, you're the problem. You're the one getting in your own way of your own success and your own BS excuses or the things that are causing that. So we're going to talk about several different things today from, you know, really four primary things, which is the common weak traits, obviously, which is what that's about, the 13 common weak traits. We're going to talk about the common things weak-minded people do in marriage, as well as problems that, you know, problems that weak-minded people... The the, the weak minded things, the mindset and all that causes Mm -hmm, with this uh, and then really how to fix it from there.
2: Yes. And just know as we go through these things, I think that at least one of us hit uh, each one of some point. So these are all things that we've experienced as well um, back when we were going through like our hell on earth. And so we understand like we've been in these places. And so we also know that we want to give you that hope that you can change, right? That's a big aspect. This is also to give you hope that things can be different, that you don't have to stay in this place. So if this is you or your spouse, there is hope for you either way, because people do change. But we have to first create awareness because if you don't have awareness, then you can't change. So this is one of the first aspects is creating that awareness. And so diving in to these 13 weak traits, and these are not in any particular order of like worse to not or what vice versa. So uh, don't be, just be mindful of that. But the first one we're going to talk about is having a lack of drive or ambition. This is the weak trait number one.
0: Yeah. And it's basically a person doesn't have goals, dreams, vision for their life. And I would say and add to that when you don't have those things and you just focus on just surviving, when you focus on just, and I get you're trying to survive in the relationship right now, I get it's hard. Um, We've been there through all of it through more than most people, honestly. Um, So we get it very well. However, what I will say is that when it comes down to it, a person that doesn't pursue goals, dreams, vision, um, purpose in their life, uh, the, the purpose and plan, which any person that, any, any purpose or plan that God gives you is not going to be small. It's And it's not just going to include just you and your family. Any person that just does the bare minimum for their family and themselves is selfish. I'll just be very honest because you're thinking it's all about you and your little family when it's so much bigger than that. Uh, we're meant to impact the world. One of the biggest things we're meant to do is show God's light to the kingdom and show God's light to people and we're meant to impact others and show who he really is to them. And it's not just your family it's not just about you it's about adding value to the world and when a person and let's go back to the main thing here so when a person doesn't have goals dreams or vision is that attractive is that or is that repulsive to me it's repulsive i would i would if i was single in no way shape or form ever would i ever want to date anyone or be with anyone that doesn't have goals, dreams, motivated. They're, they're not driven. No, that's that. No, that's gross.
2: One of the things that reminds me of is is Eeyore, just kind of like, oh, oh, just going through the motions. And right. And so just that lack of drive or ambition is just that stuck, that stagnation, just going through the motions. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be the same as today. And I just know that Complacency. It, it's, it is very complacent and it's just going through and handling whatever like life throws at you, what other people. So you are helping other people achieve goals and dreams and their vision by just going through and just doing whatever other people request of you, but there is nothing for yourself. And you're not called here to just live in that place of survival and going through the motions. You have your own purpose, you have your own impact outside of your spouse. Like, uh, our, like having our marriage is a gift to us, but you were not only created just to serve your spouse. Like that's a bonus of having that relationship, but you have purpose too and things to impact into the world. And so this is a, one of those really big aspects that, you know, it's one of those, you know, just signs of like that weakness and just having that, really choose it's I to say also a loss of selfish is just not having anything for yourself and it's and I fell into this aspect to the place where I was just all of my goals dreams and visions were Tommy's okay like whatever Tommy said and I was like yeah that's my goal that's my dream that's my vision is you know all Tommy like whatever Tommy was aspiring for like that was what I was for and that is not healthy either it's also just as weak because I didn't have anything for myself And so just to be very clear, you can have a healthy marriage where you both have goals, your own dreams, your own vision, and you're working to achieve them together. Just to clarify that.
0: Yeah. And for clarity here, people misunderstand the whole unity candle crap. Um, When it comes to that, God never... So let me get this straight. You want to become one and God wants you to lose all your goals, dreams, ambition, identity, The way that he designed you in a very unique way yeah you're retarded if you think that no 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 way sort of way. no god does not want you to do that in no sort of way god wants you to stay unique why would he design you a certain specific way if he if he wanted you to just lose your identity to your spouse and just serve them and be a slave for the rest of your life no that's not what god wants now god doesn't want you to go around just being happy all the time just like living for like you know, in your feelings, like, yes, he wants you to be happy, but he, like, you're not designed just to live in your feelings all the time either. So don't think that either.
2: Yeah. There's that healthy, there's a healthy balance of, you know, you can have your own goals and a dreams and ambition, and you can also have a really healthy marriage as well. You can have both. So yes, you can have both and it's not, you don't have to have like sacrifice one for the other, but a weakness number two, you know, that sign is, you know, you make a lot of decisions out of fear Versus principles and values. And I see this one on a daily basis, so many times throughout S- the day. Super common. So common. Like, this is one of the biggest ones. I see it all the time. And it's, you know, decisions are made out of fear. Most common, oh, uh, what is, what does others want to think about me? Someone may judge me. Oh, I might upset someone, you know, and it's just out of this fear of like, oh, I can't do that. That might, it's that make someone, make, make someone mad, you know, and, so th- this is so common and it's really basing decisions off of fear and it, that does push others away. Like no one wants to be around someone who's just constantly in fear panic mode.
0: Yeah. If you can't guess by the way <laughs> that I'm blunt and I talk, I could give a crap about what other people think. I care more about loving them and telling them what they need to hear versus coddling them. Like most people doing what they want to hear. Um, now I also do it tactfully Uh, in most ways, sometimes it needs very bluntness, but most time it's tactful. That being said, like another one is living in scarcity versus an abundant mindset here. This is still the same number two based, you know, like people live in fear versus principles, but a symptom of that is, is living in a scarcity versus abundant mindset fear of I'll never have enough. I'll never, I'll never be able to do, I'll never be enough. Like all these types of things. Like this is a a scarcity mindset versus an abundant mindset says there's more than enough. There's always going to be more than enough.
2: Oh, yes. Absolutely. And so this one, it really gets me in because honestly, like really think about it. If you're scared someone's going to judge you let me just, I'm going to bust your bubble. You will be judged.
0: They're going to judge you either way.
2: You're going to be judged. No matter what you do, people will judge you. Like that's, that is part of like what humans do. They judge you and people won't like you because you cannot please everyone. Because if you like literally you can't please everyone, that's just not possible. And you know, you're not supposed to, like you were never called to make sure that you made everyone happy. Like that's not your job. Happiness is an internal thing that's cultivated within yourself. So you can't be that for everyone and you're going to literally strain yourself and run yourself into nothing attempting, but you're going to fail if that's what your goal is, right? Even Jesus came perfect, perfect. Jesus came and people judged him and he upset a lot of people. Why would you think that you wouldn't have judgment or upset someone? it's not possible to not in those aspects. So it's different like when you have that like the true confidence in like your worth where you don't aren't basing your your decisions out of that fear. You know, I know that we're going to be judged. We upset people all the time, but that's not daily that's not our problem in that aspect. Like I can't control everyone else and I'm not going to sit here and try and alter me to meet everyone because then I'm not living out my potential and not living up to like my fullest. And so, you know, in that aspect. And so this is one of those big aspects of making decisions out of fear. Literally one fear is not of God fear is of the enemy Nowhere does it say God gives us a spirit of fear. In fact, it says God gives us a spirit of a sound mind, right? Out and you know, so not out of fear, like we have a sound mind, right? In that aspect. And so we can make decisions and um, and that's not out of fear. And so who are you going to represent? Are you going to be making your decisions like out of alignment with, you know, walking with the enemy or walking with God? And like, that's the decision we'll have to make.
0: Yeah. Basing decisions off of fear. Honestly, here's the thing. If you look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, does it say love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, self-control and fear? No, no, there's no fear in there. There's no fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's fear. So now where's fear come from? Most time your head, false evidence appearing real. However, a lot of times comes directly from the devil directly from the devil. God will open doors for people and the people will not walk through them a good chunk of the time. And he will open the miracle, but their feet won't move. And, man, you're the reason why you won't have your miracle. That's it. Your own BS excuses are the reason why. And your own lame weakness there is the reason why you won't have it.
1: Because um, of the
2: fear.
0: Yeah, it's just fear. Now, number three is being a pushover and doing everything to make them happy.
2: Yes, this kind of goes along with that fear aspect because that's a lot of what drives them. And this is this is really common as well. And I see this all the time. And honestly, like I managed Tommy's emotions when we were in our darkest hour to just make him happy. That was what I I was like, I just got to make him happy. Right. And I had no boundaries. I didn't have like boundaries with anyone. Like my life was a mess and I was walked all over by everyone And in that that aspect, because I allowed them, we're going to clarify that right now. If you're being walked on, you're allowing it. We're just going to clarify that. So I don't play victim. Yeah. I allowed people to walk on me in that aspect. And, you know, when, when you're in this place of this weak minded aspect of just being a pushover and doing everything to make everyone else happy, there's, if there's any type of pushback on boundaries or values or principles, it's like, okay, well, I'll do it. I'll just do it. And it's like, well, why did you want to do that? No. Okay. Then you don't have to, like, it's that simple. Like if it's, if it's a decision, that doesn't align like you don't have to do this I see this all the time where people end up caving and they're like well they start inviting porn into their marriage because their spouse wanted it to or another person because their spouse wanted to or you know they start opening the door well they wanted to stay out all night so I said okay or they wanted to go out late and go drinking at someone's house and stay out to like you know who knows how long and they're like well I just I wanted to make them happy and I wanted to say okay and because I wanted them to be happy but None of those decisions align with principles and values. And it was just literally trying to manage their emotions. And within that, you open the door to the enemy. And I'm just going to be real. If you're staying out that late, there is nothing that good that happens that late at night. Like there's no reason to stay out that late. There's nothing
0: good, honestly. (laughs) Um, And when it comes down to it, you have to understand that like you're not responsible for your spouse's happiness.
2: No, it's not whatsoever.
0: And do not come back to me and say that, well, I'm responsible for happiness within the relationship like meeting their needs. No. You're not. You're not responsible for they're responsible for meeting their own emotional needs and things in the relationship. That's not your responsibility. Now, you have things like, you know, sexual things and stuff like that, like you guys are a couple and stuff, sure. Like there's things there that you guys should do, but like it's it's still understand if there's a lot of walls up even with that that's probably not going to happen, especially with a woman. I'm just going to let you know that.
2: Yeah, it's just not. And so within that aspect of it's, it's not the requirement of it's like, it's not going to be possible for you to be meeting like all their needs, right? They have to have, be able to meet their own needs, right? So my, my needs for emotion or for a physical touch is in uh, inner physical, like, so my, let me clarify. My needs for physical touch and social interaction is really, really high. And if I was only to depend upon Tommy to fill my cup uh, that I would be empty and he would be empty because that's not what he needs at all and in fact all that all of that drains him. And so I can't count on him to only fulfill my needs. I have healthy ways. And so that's the difference. There's healthy ways that don't break the marriage to be able to meet your own needs. And so even if we had time apart or if he was traveling for work, whatever the excuses are, you know, all of that, there's still ways to meet your own needs. So if it's ever like, well, you know, we just weren't getting along, all, all of all of that's excuses, right? So Just to clarify that aspect, but coming back to this being a pushover and just doing things to make them happy. A lot of times what happens also is like if there's pressure or disagreement, you know, they just shut down and they just like go into this, you know, doom and gloom of like, you know, this will never work or all is lost or they'll just... Super
0: common to do that.
2: Oh, yeah. Or they'll just shut down and just withdraw and just put on a fake front to face any like to ignore any adversity this is really common I can't tell you how many people I know that literally get up and they put a mask on every day and they're just faking it that they just are faking it to everyone you know and I also associate them with a chameleon you know just they do whatever to blend into the environment to fit in not ruffle feathers in those aspects and they feel so empty and void inside they don't have their true voice they don't feel heard understood and they don't feel like they matter or anything like that so there's so much internal pain with the people who have you know this this weakness of being a pushover and doing everything for everyone else and so there's a lot of problems there but these are the types of things that come out
0: let, let me be clear here too you may say well i know i'm worth i know i know i'm not worthless i know i'm not this that's your conscious that knows that Subconsciously, and your actions and behaviors say very different. Meaning that if you're still behave, be trained like uh, I I had a client I was working with, I told him, I was like, if you're still giving these traits out and telling people, and these are still the traits that you have, regardless of what you say to me, I don't care, I don't believe you. The reason why is because I look at your fruits, these are your fruits, these are the things that you do. And when and you, you back down in the face of adversity, you, you do things and you, you don't face adversity, you, you, you're a pushover. And when you do things, like I'm not saying be an a-hole, but when you do these things, it doesn't say that um, I have worth. Because you don't feel it, you may think consciously you have worth, but subconsciously, subconsciously, which is 95% who you are. It obviously isn't true.
2: Yeah, and this this one can get to a lot of people. There's a lot of people that I talk to. Uh, on the flip side, they feel like they're confident and they know who they are, and then I talk to them and they just don't. But it, subconsciously, they don't. And for standing spouses, this is a big one. Well, if I don't if I don't make them happy, then they might get angry and leave. When I was standing for our marriage, my my thought process was not I have to make Tommy happy in order to keep him there. No. I was not actually in that place at all. In fact, it was like, honestly, I even told him like, you're going to have to step up. Don't tell your spouse that. Um, I was not in a good place where I said that. But it was, it's in this place of no, like you can't cater to make them happy because they're just going to walk all over you. Yeah.
0: So number four is always blaming everyone else. (gasps) Basically playing the victim here with no accountability whatsoever. Um, it's like that kind of person, which I can't stand this person, to be honest with you. I can't get, they're the kind of person where I can't catch a break kind of guy, kind of girl. Um, if it wasn't for so-and-so, then they blank and all this other stuff.
2: Yeah. They don't take accountability for their own choices. And, you know, also with the whole, like, I can't catch a break, you know, it's like, well, this happened and this happened and this happened and this, uh, just to be frank with you, life's going to happen. There's going to be problems. And, you know, we face a, a lot, too. Like, we, we still are alive. I don't know if you recognize that, but we still live here on Earth. And so within that, we still have trials. And you're like, well, that's kind of stupid. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to point out the obvious here. But yes, you know, we've had, you know, house issues and all kinds of random other issues and things happen and come up because we live in a world that's fallen and broken and sinful. So we're going to have problems. Yep. But the difference is instead of like, oh, I just can't catch a break and I'm never going to get ahead or like. And in all of those types of like, oh, woe is me mindset. No, it's like, okay, there's a problem for me to fix. Let's fix this and let's move on. And I know this isn't defining me. So the difference is, is when a problem happens, it's not an attack on me. I don't have to take it as who I am. And it's just addressed and moved on. It's I'm disassociated from it. So there's a huge difference in how you handle problems there.
0: There's a there's a quote that this goes back to. I can't ever remember who says it. I want to say Brian Tracy, but I can't remember. Maybe it's um, another guy. But um, basically, life is life is ninety or ten percent what happens to you, ninety percent how you react to it, and or respond to it. And that's that's true. Yeah. It's very 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 true. Um, another one is uh, number five is a fixed mindset on things. And so this is something that honestly. It's one of the number one things. Like, honestly, most things can be overcome in marriage. Anything, really. Uh, this is the number one thing that can destroy a marriage. It's the number, thing, one, number one thing that does. And it's the mindset of things will never change or be different. So why try? Um, and, you know, things are set in stone. And here's the thing. Where you're like, well, my spouse, I think, has that. So there's really no hope. And they may have it at the moment. I've had a fixed mindset, too. Oh, That's yes, so had so a you fixed did. mindset, too. No, I didn't. I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we we both did. did. Um, a lot of the spouses that come on board with us, um, that their spouse wanted nothing to do with them when they were, you know, all that stuff, and they saved the marriage with just the power of one method. That's that's they had a fixed mindset too. They said things like, "Oh, this is fake. This will never change. You're no different. This is no different than last time. I'm done. Give up all hope. I don't want you to have any hope in the marriage." Like those types of things. Of course, that's all normal things they're going to say. However, the the truth is, here's the truth. They don't know what they want. And at the end of the day, they're not making decisions that are effective or in alignment with their principles and values. So you can't really rely on anything that they say. A lot of times they're on the fence back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So really, like, why are you looking at, like, it'd be like me asking you, would you want to rely on someone to make effective decisions for our country (laughs) Um, that is wishy-washy back and forth? on on topics
2: no <laughs> no i wouldn't
0: right so why would you rely on them to make decisions why would you go to them to make decisions and out they're not people act like their spouse is in a sound mind i'm like dude no they're not
2: no that's like going to like a heart surgeon and like you know you have to go have surgery and the surgeon's like i don't know is it the red one or the blue one what am i supposed to like maybe i think so no yes no Yes. Like would, I'm like, you better not even touch me. And I'm gone. Right. In that aspect. So I'm not going to be relying on them to make that decision if they're like, yes, no, yes, no. I don't know. Um, In that aspect, like, no, like that's not who you rely on to make decisions. So a fixed mindset is a huge aspect of, you know, it's a killer. And, you know, this could be you too. So I know I was on the phone with someone yesterday and I'm like, well, they've been this way for like 20 years. And so, you know, and Yes, people have been set in different aspects for a while. It's not just one person. There's always two people in the marriage. You, and if you're like, well, I didn't do. Well, we have a whole podcast that talks about why you should work on it if you didn't do that one thing, but you also chose that person in your life, and so what is in within you that needs to be have work on too. So this whole fixed mindset is a huge aspect. Uh, and it's, go ahead. And I'll also. This is one of my aspects of part of my fixed mindset was, it's obviously not now, was that Tommy was the problem and he was the only one who needed work and I was great and amazing and it was just him. That was part of my fixed mindset. And so I had to like humble myself in that aspect. And it was when I had growth and I had these different shifts and I showed up differently that there was a shift in our marriage.
0: Absolutely. Also, uh, another one here, number six, is a feel-good mentality. And this is people that, if it doesn't feel good, then they don't want to do it, basically. (laughs) yeah, Um, They don't face their crap. This used to be a lot of me, honestly. Um, They think that ignoring, suppressing problems, emotions is dealing with it. Oh, yeah, this is really common. Yeah, this was me. Um, In certain ways, not every way, but certain ways. And a lot of, like... I, I told someone yesterday, I mean, you you I told him like their, you know, their husband wasn't on the phone, but I was like, honestly, he sounds like he needs consequences and stuff because he sounds like a grown man child. And, um, like I used to be
2: <laughs> and, uh,
0: and you know, and she's like, well, you said it, not me. Um, but, um, but it's funny because it's true at the same time, but I used to be that way. Destica will tell you that too. And it's just, I've, I've had people that are like this and it's, and people, there can be grown women ch- children too, but yes, and just on sure. the
2: flip side, there there's always the enabler who's allowing it and creating that and setting that culture. So
0: it was a huge enabling part of that. So yeah, compensate. it
2: wasn't just the man child Tommy that was the problem; it was me being the the parent to Tommy that was also a problem. So just throwing that out there. But this whole feel good mentality, I was actually quoting this to my kids yesterday. We were talking about some scripture, and you know, we were talking about where you know, it literally says in the Bible, do not live by feelings. Your feelings will lead you astray.
0: Also says, don't follow your heart.
2: Yes. And so this whole like, well, like it just wants to be happy. Like, well, you can be happy, you know, first of all, do you realize that marriages used to be arranged? All of the things that we were given by marriage, like marriages used to be arranged. And, you know, so that means that you weren't the one who chose your spouse and you still were able to to create happiness and fulfill all of the things in life and have a great marriage. And so just saying in that aspect,
0: happiness is an internal thing. Joy is an internal thing that's cultivated. It is not dictated whatsoever by your external circumstances. So if
2: you switch spouses, just going to, going on the same way, just saying, um, in that aspect. But so this whole feel good mentality of just doing what I feel like, you know, we know we don't live by feelings. Not at all. Live by principles and values. We take care of our emotions. That's the problem with ignoring or suppressing. You know, I talk to so many people that have thought that they have dealt with stuff from the past. You know, there's a lot of a lot of our clients that have dealt with Um, different aspects from like abuse or like rape or just really big traumatic things in their life. And not everyone. So if you're like, well, that's not me, like that's fine. Like it's not everyone, but we have had, you know, a lot of clients that have dealt with those things. And like, well, I've dealt with that. I've moved past that and I'm healed. And then, you know, they work with us and they're, wow, like I didn't realize I had just actually suppressed it. And so they actually have healing for the first time, which is phenomenal. That's after Um,
0: people going to counseling for 20 or 30 years too.
2: Yeah, I love it. And Uh, it's
0: like, dude, like I've seen more results with you in two weeks than I have in 20 or 30 years. It's like, yeah, because you actually have something that works. This goes back to the thing, like just because it's like the 10,000 hour rule, just because you do something for 10,000 hours does not mean you'll be an expert at it. If you do it wrong for 10,000 hours, you've been doing it wrong all these years. I hate to tell you that. You've been doing it wrong all these years. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the life that you have right now. Um, and you would have fixed your marriage already. So just because you've been doing it wrong for 10,000 hours doesn't mean that you're actually going to be an expert at it.
2: Yes. Um, so for sure. So this is the aspect of, you know, you can't actually suppress emotions and you actually have to deal with them in those aspects. So number seven, as like a sign of like weakness here is they don't have a life of their own. This was uh me and on some regards i'd you know everything it was either my kids or tommy so you know my friends were kids friends or tommy's friends that were like work associates like there wasn't i didn't have actual like friends and actual goals and or, or hobbies or things for me everything was literally work tommy or kids and it was actually kids work or tommy in that actual order so and in that aspect and so the, not having a life of your own This also comes across like super clingy, really needy. Like, oh, I just need them. When are you going to come? When are you going to go home? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? Always just in that state of needing to be with each other.
0: Needy is not sexy, by the way. (coughs) No. Just to let you know. Um, They sit at home and sulk, withdraw from people and hobbies and things. I did this. Um, They don't have a life outside their spouse. Uh, We both had that issue. I would say primarily me. I cut everyone out. Um, They only knew... They only know what to do if their spouse is there with them. Yeah. They don't know know how to make any decisions for themselves. That used to be me. And and I actually hated it. Honestly, I I hated it. Like, I was like, why can't I make decisions? I feel so weak. Like, why can't I make decisions without her? And I felt paralyzed without without her to make decisions. It was because, well, part of it was my identity was attached to her. Um, And then there's a lot of other things going on, too. Oh,
2: yeah. That that's a whole different can of worms right there. But this this was us on on different levels, right? And so my whole life, like I mentioned earlier, was like my goals and dreams and visions was all Tommy's. And if you asked me like my favorite movie, I would have gave you like a Disney movie, you know, whatever it was. My kids at the time like wanted or liked and enjoyed, or music was, you know, it was all my likes were based around other people. It was like okay, oh, this person or this person, and I I didn't have my own identity. I didn't have my own life in, in those aspects. And the caveat to this is we're not saying go off, leave your family, and find you. Like, no, that's the worst advice ever. You can have your own life and identity in the marriage without leaving, and you can actually have that solidly. So just saying that you don't need to go on some long sabbatical or something like that.
0: I teach you how to do it in 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, It's not hard. It And actually, f- knowing who you are is really easy if you know what you're doing. So another aspect of this, not having a life of your own, it means also you can't have a conversation about you without turning it about your spouse or your kids or someone else. There are so many people, like I'll ask them a question directly about them. And the next thing I know, they're talking about their spouse or their kids, and they're not able to actually have any kind of conversation about themselves. It's always deflected onto someone else. This is a huge sign of weakness as well.
0: Not only weakness, but identity Putting the wrong oh, yeah. things. I was actually just talking with someone yesterday about this, and I, I told him at the very end of the conversation, I said, you know, every single conversation and topic that we've had on this two-hour conversation has actually went back to your spouse. Every single thing, including the topics about you, every single thing is, has ended up going on a rant back to your spouse. And I'm like, do you see a trend here?
2: No, I like that's most certainly no identity.
0: 100% they didn't like to hear that but it's what it is um, another one is conflict avoidant number eight conflict avoidant. this is
2: <laughs> a lot of people
0: this is a lot of people and it's always wanting to please everyone else right it's shutting down often it's if they don't like my actions th- that that's going to push them away mentality right? yeah and this is one of those things like I was telling someone I was telling a client the other day it was like you know because their spouse was telling them you know that you know, I, I don't want you to get, I don't want you the typical things, right? I don't want you to get up, get hope that this marriage is going to be saved. Like this is over. And I need you to go ahead and do this, this, and this and sign this and all this other stuff. And, and I told him, I was like, look, this is what you need to tell her. Tell her that here's the thing. I, I don't want you to get hope that I'm ever going to sign divorce papers ever. That does not, I will, you will not manipulate me into getting out of my missile, out of alignment, with our principles and values. It doesn't align with that. If you want to make decisions based on your feelings, that's your choice. If you want to get a divorce, that's your choice. But I will stand for this because that's what aligns with me. End of story.
2: And I love that. And the fact that it's, you know, are they going to like that answer? No. And that's okay. Did Tommy like it when he handed me divorce papers and I went and fill it out?
0: Threw it in the trash. (laughs)
2: no he didn't like it let me just tell you because especially because it was really hard for him to figure (laughs) remember tommy didn't make decisions or do anything on his own so him to figure out how to get divorce papers to begin with was a real challenge and took like i had no clue where
0: to go i had to go to like (laughs) eight different places that day
2: yeah and so when he did get them and then he attempted to fill it out which was a joke because he never did paperwork so he couldn't even get our kid information right um it was really funny uh i laughed kind of in his face it's kind of not like in his face in his face but i just chuckled because it was so wrong and i was like i'm not feeling this out not doing it for you and and that's okay like it's okay if he's not happy with that you know it's it's okay you don't have to make them happy because that's not your job i hope you see a running theme there and it's okay you know it, in there it's how you act with conflict right There is going to be disagreements all the time. Like there's going to not like all the time, like every day having to fight, but in life in general, are you going to disagree with people? Yes. You're not the same person with anyone, right? In any aspect. So if you're conflict avoidant, that means you are hurting yourself in whatever area that is. If you never express your opinion or just trying to keep everyone happy, like that's terrible. And it's, there's that mindset of, well, if they don't like my actions, I'm just going to push them away. But in reality, if you just cave and do what you want, you're allowing, like you're helping them walk away. What's worse is you being negligent to yourself or maybe, you know, ruffling some feathers and then having them come back, right? There's, there's difference there.
0: If you truly love them, you'll actually tell them what they need to hear to be honest with you. If you don't, then you don't really love them. I'll just be very honest with you. Um, It's, it's what it is. If, If the pain at which in telling them, what they need to hear is stronger than, or yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Um, Then that's going to be good. If it's not, then it's not right. If you don't, you have more power than what you think you would think. in when I was, when she, when she was the one standing for the relationship that I would have all the power So most society will see it, but it's not true at all. She had a lot of it. And do you think that if, when I said I want to come back that she was just like, yeah, come on back. I love you. Blah, blah, blah,
2: blah. <laughs> no. She's That's like, not wait a minute.
0: In fact, a client the other day, a past client, his spouse came back to work with us. And I, I was like, you know, um, he, he told her, he's like, you know, you need to become a healthy individual first before I even consider taking you back. Not happening unless you do this. Right. So it's, it, it's, it's standards.
2: And you should have standards because you don't want what you've had. Because if you go back or just take things back how they were, then you're going to end up in the same spot. So you don't want that. Right. But this conflict avoidance also just keeps their opinion to themselves. They don't speak up. And just to be clear, on the flip side, if you're yelling, that's not okay either. You can get your point across without yelling. You know, so that's a that's a whole different side there. But this person who's conflict avoidant doesn't express their opinion or they sit there and like they beat themselves up telling themselves they just need to do better, work harder, you know, I just need to do this or that to make the other person happy. And so like that's a lie as well. But that's a, those are some of the things that come across with this conflict avoidant person. Absolutely. Now, number nine is being indecisive. This happens all the time as well. Um, if, this
0: is a very common issue that we see. We, it's, it's one of the other super common weak traits that we see is being indecisive.
2: Yes. And it's like, so wishy washy and they like, they can't make effective decisions and they need, just need someone else to make decisions for them or tell them what to do. And they're leaning on their spouse. And what I don't understand on this one is if your spouse doesn't want the marriage, why are you leaning on your spouse to make decisions for you? Yeah, it's, that doesn't to, sense.
0: it's literally, um, I've had, you can't, I can't count how many people have told me like, um, I can't make a decision without them financially because, It'll push them away. And I'm like, dude, you're already pushing them away in all of these ways. You need to do something now, hmm. right now. And it isn't they're not look, here's the here's the truth. I've said this so many different times before. If they're not they're not making effective decisions, no matter they're the man or the woman, it doesn't matter. If they're not making effective decisions that are aligned with actual core values and principles, and they're not for the marriage, then their opinion is 110 billion, billion percent irrelevant. They don't matter when it comes to that. They're not making good decisions, which means that like, okay, this would be the same concept as if like, if, um, if my kid wasn't making good decisions and they're not 18 over 18, then I have to make effective decisions for them. It's the same concept here. I have to make the best decision that's in line with my standards. You don't always get your goals, but you get your standards a hundred percent of the time.
2: Yes. And so in this being indecisive, a lot of times like they sway back and forth, like, Well, I'm gonna do no, I'm not. I don't know. Should I? Should I not? I don't know. I don't know. And they live in the state of I don't know. I can't I can't stand that word and in that like that phrase. You do know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's literally a cop out. It allows you to shut down and not take action. And, you know, then it's justification for like, well, I didn't know what to do. So then therefore I didn't act, but that's a lie. And there it's like, no, like, you know, that there are actions to take. And so this whole like swaying back and forth. And if, if honestly, if healthy individuals can make decisions, we're just gonna be very clear about that. So
0: So if you can't, you're not a healthy individual. Yeah.
2: And, and it's not like, well, And again, it's not out of those decisions of making people happy or being people pleasers. So it's not making decisions out of all this conflict avoidant or other weaknesses, right? No, it's making decisions out of principles and values. And um, another sign of this being indecisive is just we hear it all the time, you know, whatever they want. I'll do whatever my spouse wants. No, like that's a huge sign of weakness in that indecisiveness. I did not do whatever Tommy wanted in those Not, even <laughs> no. um, Not even close. No. Not even
0: remotely close.
2: No, and and I was the one standing. So in that aspect, so no, like don't don't do that. And that's a, being indecisive is a huge one. Number ten is needs a lot of outside validation. This is another sign of weakness. Pushes spouse away. It also opens the door for a lot of problems because needing outside validation typically ends up leading to affairs because they're seeking attention and validation from others. But, um, and so I actually fell into this one a lot. I always needed a validation.
0: A ton of it.
2: I did. Tommy was seeking validation too. That's why he, you know, he turned to other people to get that validation and it can be from spouse or from others. And, you know, it's it's just a huge sign of weakness because if you're needing, if you're needing outside validation, that means you don't have your own internal confidence or own internal self-worth. And that your your identity is lost. You don't know who you are. And you're being dependent upon others to make you feel whole. So there's still going to be that emptiness and that void. And you're still putting the responsibility of your happiness into others.
0: This doesn't just to come with affairs. It comes with like posting stuff on social media and like getting people to feel sorry for you. and Oh, yeah. oh woe is me. Yeah. I- party over here. Just pay attention to me like a pouty child. That's what it is. We did. We did it.
2: Right? We, we both sought a lot of uh, validation. And so outside outside of the affairs, I also sought the validation to just be told how awesome I was too. And, uh, you know, side with me, you know, he was trying that on his end. And so all of it still, all is still the same. It's no confidence, no self-worth. Yep. And that's it awesome. is. Yeah. So number 11 is letting them do all the work and lead.
0: Oh, man. Um, I know you're passionate about this one, but I just want to touch on it real quick. I would say it was this, you, <laughs> yeah, this is the most, this is, we see this with both sides. Don't get me wrong. We're not one to side with just women or men, nothing like no. that. We don't do that. However, what I will say is this one here, particularly most commonly done with the men, most commonly done with the men. There is so many women. I just yesterday talked to someone. They're the ones that lead take the lead in everything their man doesn't lead and and they don't lead in anything themselves or anything in the marriage and this is one of those things that i did very well and well poorly (laughs) at if you want to look at it that way but it was no he
2: let me lead very well in that aspect he did nothing
0: and you may say well you know my wife's very strong-minded strong-willed you don't understand no i do destina is a very true she yeah. She's very, very, very alpha till this day. That hasn't changed, won't ever change, but that's okay. I like it. But like when it comes down to it, that just means they have higher standards than a, a woman that is more submissive.
2: Yeah. And so to be clear, I can, I've been into my role of, of my godly wife, right? Like I am submissive. Tommy leads the family. However, I'm not dominated. I'm not dictated. Uh, dictated. You knew. um, I can't even fake that kind of response, even to this day. Like, you just, just don't dominate, but That's I not she, she lets me uh, lead
0: now because I'm a leader. Yes, I wasn't before,
2: and I wasn't gonna let my family be destroyed or me. Yeah, right. So, um, there was he had us massively step up. So, in fact, if you have a dominant woman or like a really fiery one, I like to call them fiery, I really love the fiery women. Talked to one yesterday. And I just I get a big kick out of them because they remind me of me. And in that aspect, it men, you're just blessed in that aspect of they're gonna push you even more to step up to your potential because they're not gonna allow slack. They're a huge like blessing. They're a is.
0: huge blessing. I understand it can be hard on you. I get it. Um but it's necessary. Yeah.
2: And so within this, what what we see this all the time is so this weakness of letting them do all the work and lead, it builds up a ton of resentment and anger in the one that's leading. And then walls are built within both spouses because the one leading is resentful and angry. The one not leading ends up <laughs> resentful and angry in different reasons. You know, they're very passive. And honestly, they, what happens is, and how do you know this is a problem? It's like well, The one, they don't contribute to things or they're like, well, a common thing I hear all the time is like, I don't know. I just go to work and come home they do everything else. They have no idea what's going on. And wow. Okay. So there is a huge difference between teamwork and passiveness on both sides. So even in finances is a great place to start in in this aspect, because it's just such a, a easy one to look at. If you have no idea what's going on in your finances, you're not a team on it. You don't know what's going on. You don't know like where you're going, what's, which going where, then that's not a team at all. That's you being passive and the other one just like having that lead all together. And, you know, that it shouldn't be like that. So there's a difference in teamwork and actual like this whole passiveness and like domination aspect. So Tommy leads, but I still know everything going on in all aspects. My opinion still accounted for. And in fact, like, you know, that actually makes Tommy better because he has ideas. I have ideas. We bounce back and forth. And it creates a lot more value than just going off of one person.
0: Absolutely. So number 12 is actually going to be emotional resiliency and intelligence. So it's kind of a combination of two things.
2: It's a lack of those. Yeah,
0: a lack. Did I say not lack? You okay. didn't say that. So uh, lack, lack of emotional yeah.
2: resilience and intelligence. There we go. Um,
0: but what does that this mean? This is
2: almost everyone.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, I would, I would say everyone Um, but that we come across that's not a client Um, but uh, emotionally out of control can't control their emotions effectively doesn't understand how to not just control them but they don't know how to process them they may be temperate now like people can temporarily control their emotions in a state of um panic meaning like um in a continuous state of panic usually not in a state of panic but a continuous state of panic of like oh my spouse is leaving i have to like be have a lot of grit and control my emotions right and and they grit it out and do that. And their spouse, oh, I've seen a difference in you. And like, uh, this is, you know, this, that's not a real difference.
2: No, th- it's not, that's not you suppressing
0: grit. your crap. That's not actually being emotionally resilient and intelligent and actually processing through your emotions on a very deep level and understanding where the deeper beliefs come from and processing through those things, reprogramming the mind, renewing the mind. That's, you're not doing any of that. You're just suppressing things and being slow to speak, quick to listen.
2: Yeah, So this, you know, being emotionally out of control means like random outbursts. So if you're like randomly outburst or angry, you know, even if you're like right now, like, well, it's only when they do one, that's the victim. And then two, that's lack of taking ownership for your own accountability. And that's still the lack of emotional resilience and intelligence. And I get it. That used to be me. I'd like, I wouldn't be angry or I wouldn't yell at you if you wouldn't just be stupid. I was just going to be transparent. That was the way
0: she apologized. Well. I'm sorry, but if you wouldn't have did blank, then...
2: Yeah, and so not, not a good place. You know, um, also the lack of emotional retel- of resilience and intelligence, you know, is reacting to things. See this all the time. I can literally just walk out into public and just watch people react and go into reactions. It's really funny. Um, e- even just... Uh, uh, it just uh, literally everything, you can see reactions. You can see it in how people write in their Facebook posts and just so many different aspects. But this is, it just shows that lack of emotional resilience and intelligence here. You know, they don't typically talk about deep issues and they most of the time they don't even know what the dish- deep issues are. There's a lot of that avoidance and so much being defensive. If you try and talk to them about stuff, they get defensive. They think everything's an attack against them. And they go into like this defense mode and like stance and like go to battle. All of that is just like that sign of weakness.
0: Mm -hmm. 100%.
2: And a lot of times also, just to kind of add on to this a little bit, most of the time they're more concerned with protecting their ego than actually having growth. And they can also be very passive aggressive and petty towards people. I'm going to own this one. I I used to be very passive aggressive and petty. That was a skill that I had and it's not a good skill that i had at all um i was talented in it but it's just not a good skill nope and that's, so that's a that's a big one
0: number 13 though is apologizing for everything and that was definitely not desnica um but i used to do i used to uh, i could count on it back then i could count on one hand how many times she apologized to me but uh, a real apology anyways but apologizing for everything was me uh i will own that I mean, I could bump into someone and be like, sorry, or I could, you know, like kind of slightly get in someone's way of walking by them. Like, oh, sorry. And then I have I could, a question. Sorry. I have a question. Sorry. Like it's just different. I don't even I hated it about myself. Honestly, um, it was a lot of internal things going on. I didn't know what it was then. I hated it, but it was it was just ridiculous. I felt so weak and insignificant every time I did it. And uh, it's a sign of low self-worth. Number one, low self-confidence. I talk very, very, very different now than what I used to, including tonality, audible levels everything. Yes. Um we won't get into that, but also is a sign of lack of identity too.
2: Oh yeah. Lack
0: of identity um basically excusing my way out of existence.
2: Yes. And this is really common for there's typically a person that does this and you know, I've had a lot of a lot of clients that had done this and you know, I love it when they break free from this. It's so so relieving. It's a completely different way of life in that aspect. And there's a you should apologize for certain things. But it literally was to the point here for Tommy. I was like, dude, shut up. I don't even care. Like you literally apologize for everything. That means nothing. Like it it means nothing. And so there's a true apology. And there's I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, she wouldn't say my
0: words meant nothing to her. Yeah. And it's like, I try to understand why. Yeah. I understand now why, you know.
2: And so, you know, there, there is that difference there. So yes, like we apologize for like actual things that we do, um, but it's not excusing ourselves out of existence. It's not, you know, just, I'm sorry. Like this whole meek aspect either.
0: Yeah. Being needy and all that crap is not (laughs) sexy. I could tell you it's not attractive. It's not, does not make you desirable or wanted, right? A true healthy individual a true healthy individual by our standard is the world's most sexiest thing ever. Like it's, it's something that pe- everyone wants, regardless of their healthy individual or not. Um, everybody, all the, you know, people strive for all those things. So it's, yeah, it's healthy, but you got to get there. Now we want to talk about those, are, those are the 13, but we want to also talk about, actually, let's just kind of like go over them real quick. Um, just by listing them. So we got make their number. Number one was lack of driver ambition. Number two is make, make a lot of their decisions out of fear versus principles and values Number three was being a pushover and doing everything they can to make their spouse happy or people in general too. But number four is always blaming everyone else, the victim with no accountability. Number five is a fixed mindset on things. Six is a feel good mentality. Seven is don't have a life of their own. Eight is conflict avoidant. Nine is being indecisive, which is huge. Ten is uh, needs a lot of outside validation. Eleven is letting them do all the work and lead super most common with men. 12 is lack of emotional resiliency and intelligence. And number 13, finally, is apologizing for everything. Just to kind of recap that for you guys. But uh, the thing we're going to talk about now is common things we see weak-minded people say particularly.
2: Yeah, just to kind of give you some ideas of, you know, what that sounds like. So, you know, a couple is, you know, I just want to give them what they want. I, I just want to make them happy. You know, I don't want to bring up anything that might upset them. That might make them mad. I don't want to make them mad. Or I feel like it's all my fault. I just owe them everything.
0: Yep. They asked me, number five is they asked for space and so I left. <laughs> like, why are you leaving?
2: Don't, like, I ask people that all the time. Like, why'd you leave? They asked me to. Um, so? Who cares and-
0: if they ask? What are the, what well, who cares what they want right now? They're making good decisions. What they want is irrelevant right now at the moment.
2: They asked for space, so I just give them space.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. I haven't talked to them in weeks because they asked me not to. Uh, that, that's a lot of problem too.
0: We have issues. We have issues in the past with money, so I can't spend money. Yeah, like I said before. It, and this, this the, the the funny thing about this one with most of the people that say this, particular one, is that um, their spouse is often out with escorts. They're out with an affair, and they're the often going on, ones, on dates, hotels, going on dates, hotels. They're they're out there out, like spending money. And if it's not even on that, other things, they're the ones. They're the ones. They're opening different bank accounts. This is super common, and they're like, I have to honor their money thing. I'm like, dude, no, like, not, no, it, it's not even about that. It's about doing what's aligned with your principles and values. Who gives a crap about what they want at the moment? It doesn't matter. So.
2: Uh, uh. another one is they're having an affair and I don't want to push them further away. So I don't say anything about it. I just let them do what they want. Hmm. Uh, No. So that's not okay. Another one is they told me to leave and they're having an affair and you know, now I'm just strapped. Like, so I I left and now I'm having to pay for two places. You know, I'm, I'm paying for our home.
0: This is super common by the way.
2: This is really common. I'm paying for, you know, our home and then I'm also having to pay pay for this new place and you know paying for all of these different aspects and okay one you should not pay to enable someone to leave the marriage like no you shouldn't leave to begin with and then two uh, you shouldn't be paying for two places that's no if someone like when Tommy left and you know in that aspect that was his choice he left and I wasn't paying for him and nope. And in fact, it was really humorous to watch him have to figure out how to pay for things for the first time, because I was like, I'm not paying for that. And um, in in a nicer way, there's strategic ways. Don't say it like that. But um, that was just my thought process. But you shouldn't be enabling your spouse to leave the marriage at all. Like that's not right whatsoever.
0: You're literally like rolling out the red carpet. Here you go. Go cheat on me. Go do all these things because I'm weak and I just can't tell you like, no, dude, like that's not, you don't have to do that. When I say dude, yeah. I mean girl or woman here, but like you don't, a girl or a man, but you don't have to do that. Um, it, it's, you have more power than what you think.
2: Yes. And it's okay to know your worth and like step up here and like, no, I'm not going to pay for you to do that. No, I'm not leaving my house. Like I'm not leaving my bed. Like if you want to leave, that's your choice, but I'm, I can't make you stay but I'm also not going to choose to leave. If
0: you want to leave the marriage, you go sleep on the couch.
2: I'm not. (laughs) Go ahead and do
0: that. Go right ahead and do that. If you want to be single, figure that out on your own.
2: And so, you know, I've had, I've had talked to people where they're like, well, I helped them move out. I helped them put their bed together in their new place. No, no, like don't help them. It's not, you helping them move out is not in alignment with anything. And it's only enabling them to to make wrong decisions. Like you're helping them do what you don't want. So the person you're neglecting the most here is yourself. And then you wonder why. And you're you know, sabotaging you, the marriage. And you wonder why, like, you know, you're not loved or respected and, you know, heard or understood. And it's because you don't even do that to yourself. So you actually have to treat yourself that way first um another thing is you know they said if i love them i would just give them a divorce so i agreed to sign it because you know i do love them and want just want them to be happy again no no did
0: you care about really my happiness at that point not really no like you wanted you wanted to, to, to live in a different marriage like she didn't want the old marriage back no not at all like i had someone ask me recently like um, back then, if she would have gave me money for an incident with the car, you guys heard talk about this before, but I, I didn't have no money for an insurance or something like that. And um, I think it was insurance, right? And, yeah. uh, and she, I was like, she's like, oh, well, I'm going to leave you to think about that on your own. Good luck with that. And the lady was like, well, if she would have helped you would've that, made it comfort made you more comfortable and made you want to work on it. Um, No,
2: it would have made him <laughs> use me more. Like That that was what
0: she's been doing. And even if it did make me feel more comfortable. I hate that um, word. Who cares? I'm not, she wasn't trying to make me comfortable. That's not what helped me. I hated it then. I was so mad at her then. I hated her then. We both did. However, I can't be more thankful today for all the consequences that she gave me in helping me become the man that I am. They will hate it now. They will love you later for it.
2: Yeah, and so um, this whole comfort, if you only seek comfort, you're in the wrong place because we're not here to make you comfortable. We're here to challenge you and make you grow. (laughs) Definitely not. Uh, You know, that's part. not here to make
0: you comfortable or coddle you.
2: (laughs) I told someone that the other day. They're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, if you're only seeking comfort, like, you know, we're not the place for you because that's not what we're here to do. You know, Jesus isn't here to make you comfortable either. Like, He wants to challenge you to let go of your sinful ways, to let go of the past and to step into who he's called you to be. There's we're, no, we're vessels yeah. like that's what we're extensions of. And so why would we reflect anything different?
0: Nothing about Jesus is comfortable aside from his love for you. That's it. Outside in the security that he gives you with his love, outside of that, everything that he asks of you in faith, because almost everything that he asks of anyone has to have faith, is uncomfortable. Anytime faith is required, it's uncomfortable. It feels like a challenge. Yeah. That's what it is. It's
2: the best things in the world. If you don't
0: like it? Get over it. I hate to tell you that. That's just how it is, how it works.
2: Uh, a couple last things that weak minded people typically say is you know, they manage everything. I don't know what's going on, they want to be in control you know, they're just very controlling. So I just let them, it's just easier that way. I just took a back seat. You know, I just, I just did this and let them have the rest. So all of those are very weak minded things that we hear people say. And now a big aspect is like, what is all the problems that being weak minded causes? One, it's not a team marriage. Okay. It's one person carrying all the weight, man or woman, and it's freaking exhausting. No one wants to drag someone through life. And so I'll speak for myself here. I it was exhausting I was like I was carrying another kid I was like dude I don't I'm I'm tired of dragging you through managing like are you happy do you have this do you have that and I was like "Uh, no like this isn't a team it was me running things and I was exhausting I didn't get into a marriage to have another kid I got into a marriage to have a partnership and someone to go through life together and it literally creates this dynamic where the dominant one does whatever they want and there's no respect or value for the weaker one and honestly, the weaker one is very repulsive to the dominant one. It got, I, I was just repulsed by Tommy. I was like, I it's just, I, I don't have any other nice way to put it. This, like it was just repulsive. I was like, it's disgusting to me that how much I do and you're just not adding that value. And just like, it's just needy. I'm like, I don't, want to be responsible to make you happy i don't want to have to you know figure everything out for you i'm like you have a brain like use it use your eyes use your brain like do something man um, and there's just so much in that aspect and it just creates a repulsion
0: yeah and look you may say well repulsive that hurts you're saying my spouse is repulsive by me. that hurts good good I hope it hurts extremely bad and wakes you the heck up. So, uh, that being said though, uh, weak minded people, a weak, the weak minded person will never live up to their full potential as well. That's another thing. Which is why Um, we're
2: glad it hurts because if you, if it doesn't hurt, you won't have change. And if you stay a weak minded person, then you're never going to live up to that potential if Tommy would have stayed the way he was, he would have never stepped into the potential God's called him to be. He would have never stepped into the man that God's called him to be. And like had any kind of impact or relationship with his kids or any kind of leadership, there would have been nothing if he would have never stepped up.
0: And it's hard. We get it. Most people don't do it, but you're listening to this podcast. You're not just anyone. So let's step up. Um, they will not fulfill their purpose. That's kind of similar to what we were saying, but they won't create an impact. And this is something that just irks me. It is not all about you or your little family. Family is very precious, but, and it's not just about you, you know, impacting your family. It's about impacting generations. It's not just about that either. It's impacting the world. We're called to be kingdom builders, and impacting the world. That's what we're all called to do. Most people don't live up to that full purpose and potential. But, and God will use someone else if he don't use you. But why not be used by God? Without without feeling like you have a use or a purpose, people get depressed. Um, If I don't feel like I have a purpose or use, like, man, like I'm like a German shepherd, I get depressed. Like I got to have something and <laughs> to, you- to, to go for because that's just the way God designed me.
2: And, and you do. So like, that's the biggest aspect is like, you do have purpose. You matter. You are significant. And, you know, in those aspects, but, and you were called for so much more. And that's the thing that's painful is to see you shelf that and weak minded people do end up staying stuck and stagnant in life, not because of others, but because of their choices, their decisions, who they choose to stay around and the choices that they continue to make. So it's, if this is you, if you're that weak-minded person, that's your choice. Like it's your choice to stay there or your choice to change and step up. And weak-minded people will miss out on opportunities. And they actually subconsciously reject anything good that would push them out of that state or into anything that is adding value or, you know, actually causes growth. They reject so much potential in life to stay in this place unless they get the help to do the deep work
0: so in short here's the truth being weak-minded, being a weak individual cost you what everything L- literally everything
2: it costs you in your relationship with God, your family, your spouse, your kids, your extended family. It costs you in your your work, in your purpose, in all of that. It costs you in your friendships. It costs you in having fun and actually living life.
0: So much more. There
2: is, it, it literally impacts every area of your life. So that's the problem. Now, how do you fix this? This is a big key thing that we're going to hit on. And how do you fix this? And first and foremost, like you have to start, right now, making all of your decisions that align with your principles and values. Like you have to make this shift where you are making decisions out of principles and values and not out of feelings or what you're scared of or out of fear, but only principles and values.
0: Yeah. And we don't expect you to be perfect. No one, no one is perfect except for God, but you need to start making decisions and whether you're and let's just be honest, you're not hundred percent clear on your principles and values. You're just not Because you're not a healthy individual. However, um, on a basic level on what's right and wrong, (laughs) you can make decisions off of where you're at right now in this moment. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know, saving your marriage is the right thing to do.
2: And don't take pieces from the Bible and try and like (laughs) twist it or manipulate it. God's for your marriage and you can be a healthy individual in your marriage. He doesn't want you to sacrifice one or the other. He wants you to have both and you can.
0: People take verses out of context all the time in the Bible. Tommy just, used to do that to me. Just I did it all the time, just like the debt verses, just like everything else. We 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 even the um, so just be quick to listen. We break all that and um, misbelief and stuff. Anyways, but step one is that. Step two is attach your attach your decisions to your pride and identity. You're like, well, pride is a bad thing, isn't it? Yes, in some context depends on the context. Again, um, pride if you attach it to in a way where you're proud of who you are and your identity and be like, no, when you go to make a decision that's weak, like for example, um, I typically do my cold plunges in the mornings. Um, however, I've chose to prep, um, this podcast instead. And so as soon as this podcast is done, I'm going to go jump in my cold plunge in the pool. And right now, currently this morning, it is iced over with a layer of ice on top of it. Not, not, not dust ice knock on its heart. Um, very, very cold for three minutes. Do I want to do that? No. However, be fun to watch. what I've done is, no, do I, I could be like, well, I don't want to do that. I got so much to do today. I got like so many calls, all this other stuff. Like I, I do got a lot to do around a global business. But I know that, no, I'm a man that does with the principles and values. I'm a man and I'm not willing to sacrifice who I am because I've taken pride in who I am now. So you have to be like, no, I'm a man that's moving forward into this. I'm a man, I'm a, I'm a woman that's doing this, blah, 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 right? All those things. Yes. Step three is build all the right foundations needed.
2: This is huge. And so mindset is the first aspect that foundations are needed. This is what drives the entirety of your life. You know, today we talked a lot about like the weak-minded, like that's the mindset, like being weak-minded is a mindset. There's so many different aspects of mindset. It's not just one. There's multiple. There's so many different dynamics of it. So building the right foundations and all mindsets needed to be a healthy individual is going to be the first step. There's so much that goes into that that leads into the second aspect of being a healthy individual. And this is mentally, emotionally, spiritual and physical, but the most important where it's so neglected of what our society doesn't have and that lack of. And that's the mental and emotional like we don't have those foundations as a society. That's why it's up to you to create and build those. And that's why we create that awareness for you to take the next action to establish that.
0: Yep. So the the four different phases that we have in our program replicate what we're talking about here, which is mindset phase, individual phase, marriage phase, and tools phase, you have to have all those, mainly the first three, or else our tools even ain't going to work for you. The problem is a lot of people rely on just tools and tactics to get these things done. So that's not going to work. So, you know, it, it boils back to, you have to understand that that if you just, if you just do the things like you can't just do the things that you think you're going to do um, and do the opposite of these things and think that's going to change, it's not, you actually have the foundations there. Um, but here's the truth. Look, if you, if you stop, if you want to stop being weak minded, then you can't number one, do it on your, you can't do it on your own through grit. You can have all the grit in the world. We have so many clients come to us, have grit because they tried everything else. Not, grit's not your problem. Most likely Um, you, you can't, you can't do it just by doing the opposite traits of, of weakness, right? And know like it
2: comes out really bad.
0: You can't do that. All right. You can't do it by using tools like we tried going, you know, we did, we spent over 150K in debt trying all the different tools from counselors to therapists to webinars, intensives, retreats, books, so to speak, quick to listen, um, conventions, pastors, connect groups. I mean, you name it, we did it. All those things are tools and tactics. And none of them actually have any foundations that actually build it, which are all garbage. So if you don't have the proper foundations, nothing, and you don't get to deeper beliefs, nothing will change, period. It will keep you on the emotional roller coaster. And you actually have to build all the right foundations in depth, like we teach in our with our clients, or else nothing will change, period. It's, that's, that's just how it is. It's, there's no other option than that.
2: Absolutely. And so this is really, really important. And know that, again, we want to make sure that you know that there is hope for you. If you are like that weak minded person, there is hope for you. Or if that's your spouse, like there's hope for you as well. So if you're like, wow, this is my spouse. Well, then there's things on your end that you can do. Because remember, there was a lot that I did as well. And then also, if you're the weak minded one, there's a lot that you can do as well. So both of you still have things that you can do. We want to give you hope.
0: Yep. So listen, here's the truth. Here's a cold, hard truth: changing yourself and growing into the person that you want to be is hard. It's not easy. It's a difficult path, a very difficult path. Simple. Simple if you know what you're doing. Difficult. Simple. It's not. It's not simple if you don't know. <laughs> you know there's a lot of crap out there. A lot of crap, yeah. garbage options. I use air quotes here. But our program makes it yeah. very simple. Yeah. It's it's a difficult path, right? But and you will want to quit. You will question your path, but at the end of the day, you have to choose the hard option every time, every time in your life and everything you do, just like the cold plunge I'm about to go do. So are you actually trying as hard as you can? This is the question I want you to ask yourself. Am Am I actually trying as hard as I can or am I just doing the bare minimum? Are you... Are your actions in alignment with your, with, your, with your principles and values? But mostly here, I want to ask, are your actions in alignment with your priorities, the right priorities, the only right priorities? God first, then you in a self-care way, not selfish way, then your spouse and marriage, then your kids, then your work, business, purpose, all those things, then your family and friends. Is it in alignment with those principles and values and those priorities primarily here? If not, if you're not making decisions in alignment with those, then it's not going to be the right thing. And the truth is, if you knew how to fix it, then you already would have a long time ago.
2: Yeah, we wouldn't be here. And so, you know, the cold hard truth is if you really wanted the change and growth, then you wouldn't be able to stand who you are right now in your situation another second. You would get to that place where you are so disgusted with yourself, your situation and how your life is that you want to change. Not sometime in the future as casually as that would be nice, but right now, like you're. I need change right now. Right. That's, that's where you would be. If you really wanted to change and grow, the decision would be now I have to do something now, not sometime in the future.
0: Yep. And the truth is, if you don't have a figured out mindset for right now, this very minute, and to, to make this happen this, this season right now, then you don't want it bad enough and you don't really care. And it's that simple period. There's no more to it than that. You don't really care if you don't, if you don't do it. The time's so
2: never going to be just convenient. So there's always going to be life happening. And I know it's coming up like, uh, you know, so holidays are coming up. And if you're like, well, after the holidays, like, no, actually. So if you want to actually have a good holiday, then you would have change first so that you could have a good holiday, you know, in those aspects. So it, there's always going to be life happening. And let's just be real clear when thing, when you truly go to stand for your marriage and take action, things are going to happen because the enemy scared that you are going to break free from generational patterns, that you're going to break generational curses, that you are going to actually, one, break free from your own bondage and set your family free. And he don't want that. So just be mindful.
0: A lot of spiritual attacks have a yeah. high chance of happening. Just be honest with you. Um, but the devil will attack you the most when you're at the door breakthrough. So... Um, that being said though, you'd still have to choose to walk through it, but as always, we love you. God loves you. And, uh, and we both want to see you save your marriage, but you have an amazing day and we will see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show.
1: By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating.
0: However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And- We can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them.
1: Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching, for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.